Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is not true. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning, and welcome to Zero Today. I'm your host, humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and you're listening live on Blog Talk Radio to Zero Today. We're hailing from Cajun Land, USA, and we're here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. We're here to promote knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and we want you, the listener, to know, to be, and do, and impact the world around you. And, of course, always, you're welcome to join us in this illuminating journey. You can join us by calling 347-237-5230. That's the number to get live on the air to share your comments and your thoughts. Uh, we also have a chat room that you can join in. Uh, we're having a little problem with the chat room, trying to get it up. But as soon as we get that up and running, you'll be able to join in the chat room. Always, you're welcome to share some your insight with us by dropping us an email, Neal at gmail.com. That's the email address if you want to leave us a message or anything. Follow us on Twitter at, at Prophesy on Twitter. And like our Facebook page, uh, Zero Network on Facebook. But uh, we just want to say thank you for those of you who are joining us for the first time. We appreciate you listening. You're always going to be, you're going to be, uh, this, this show is all about empowering, liberating, and giving you knowledge that you can use to change the world around you. And so we thank you. I'm excited about this show today. Uh, I have a special guest that's going to be on with us later on in memory. Her name is Mary Bengessa. She'll be joining us later in, uh, in the broadcast. And we'll be uh, discussing how to get your faith back on track, uh, motivating you, empowering you to get your faith back on track. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. She'll be on later on this in the show, but uh, for the first part of the show, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday was Mardi Gras, and I'm, I'm just gonna admit it. I, I admit I missed all the fun. <laughs> I missed all the fun, but I had plenty of friends who enjoyed the fun for me. They, uh, plenty of friends. Plenty, I cannot talk this morning. Let me slow down just a second. Breathe in, breathe out. All right, there we go. And uh, <laughs> I had a lot of family and friends who uh, enjoyed parades uh, uh, for the past few weeks. A lot of people think that, you know, culminating activity is Fat Tuesday. That's Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. That's the culminating activity, uh, the day of, uh, of Mardi Gras. But in the state of Louisiana, man, it's a party from January 6th all the way until Mardi Gras Day, Fat Tuesday. And, uh, parades all around the state. And, uh, I used to love marching, you know, when I was in Band director, uh, we march parade. I mean, we do sometimes as many as five or six a week. <laughs> and then on Mardi Gras weekend, be almost as many as seven or eight just in those four or five days, you know, from, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, we'd be doing it. We'd do it big, too. I loved it. But, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to make it, and I'm not too disappointed. Uh, had a lot of my friends showing off the pictures from Zulu yesterday, and I was like, yeah. Ah, that's all right. I got my coconut. 
I got my coconut. That's all that matters. And so, uh, but uh, it's a good time. It's a way to celebrate. A lot of people still don't understand the Mardi Gras festivities, but you know they go and they show off, and some of them get a little crazy. But it, it's actually a culminating activity leading up to one specific thing, and that is today. It's all about today. It's all about Ash Wednesday. That's what Mardi Gras is all about. It's not really about the party. Well, it is about the party. But it's about getting it all out before you get ready to repent of everything. That is the key right there, repenting of everything. <laughs> and so today we acknowledge that in the in the form of Ash Wednesday. So I decided to uh, – I was going to uh, dedicate a little bit of this uh, – the first part of the show, the first segment of the show, to talking about Ash Wednesday. Because I know a lot of people – uh, just not aware about what the world Lenten season is, Ash Wednesday is, you know. Uh, and, and most Christians, most evangelical Christians uh, are, are totally unaware of it. And there are people who are doing things, you know, uh, the question that's been asked, what are you giving up for Lent? And if you haven't been asked that question, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to give up anything for Lent. But there's just an understanding that, if you're giving up something, you're, you're sacrificing something. It's a symbolic act, and we're going to talk about that. And I, I want to hear your, I want to hear your uh, questions and comments about uh, Lent. But I, I want to share just a little bit of information, do a little teaching on Lent, and you know, background and what it's about, what it should be about, to help us out just a little bit. Yeah. So just bear with me, okay? You'd be surprised how many uh, how many times when I do te- I teach on Lent you know and I observe Lent uh, as most as do most who are in uh, my faith tradition that is the Episcopalian Methodist and uh, uh, Anglican and Catholic traditions faith traditions we observe uh, the season and it's a sacred season for us and it's a season that is. Um, Still, kind of misunderstood by those who are not who are outside of the faith traditions, and, um, and but it's coming. You know, it's becoming a little more popular. I guess you could say. I, I guess that popular would be a safe word to use in regards to uh, to observing this this uh, particular season. Lent season, the season of Lent or Lenten season, is a forty day season. It's the forty days leading up to. Uh, what we call Easter, and that's a whole different discussion in itself, but it's a 40-day observance leading up to Easter. And um, it is uh, it does not include Sundays. It's uh, 40 days do not include Sundays because those are usually feast days. So it, it wasn't in, Sundays wasn't included. Um, so it, it leads up to Easter, and it is, again, it's a symbolic act, symbolic ritual of sacrifice. So let's, let's get into a little history about it. Uh, uh, what do you know about Lent? You know, what have you been taught about Lent? Have you been taught about Lent at all? You know, that's a good question. Most people don't know about Lent. But here's a few facts. Uh, Lent is probably one of the oldest. Uh, it's not the oldest, but it is it's, it is one of the oldest um, um observations in Christian uh, in the Christian calendar. Um we have Advent, we have um what else we have? Annunciation and uh one of those you know, those things, but as far as, as Lent and uh Easter is concerned, those are, you know, really, really uh prominent observations in the Christian calendar. And uh, it's always been about self examination. That's what it's all about, self-examination and, and penitence, you know. Uh, excuse me. That's where the self-denial comes in. Uh, when you, when you, you know, people are giving up stuff as a form of penitence, as a form of repenting, as a form of remembering uh, um, that this was a practice. Actually, this was a practice in the Old Testament, you know, uh, when, when, when the penitence, was called for they were put on sackcloth and the ashes and and so matter of factly I, I've already got my ash on my forehead and uh later on this evening uh we'll be if the Lord wills we will we well and uh, the members who come to our study tonight to the service tonight they will have uh the will be 
putting ashes on their foreheads also. And I'm I'm talking a little bit more about that. And I, I know people, you know, think it's strange you're walking around with ash on your forehead. Now, you know, in South Louisiana, it's not strange. We, <laughs> uh, South Louisiana is just about 95, 96% Catholic, give or take, you know, is a lot of folk down there. So it's, it's, you know, it's not strange you walk into Walmart, you see a lot of people with ash, just about everybody has an ash on their forehead because they wanted to make sure that they made that, that mask that morning. Oh, but so let me get into some facts, okay? Just just a few facts here. Uh like I said, it's the it's the old one of the oldest uh observances in the Christian church and the Christian calendar. Uh, not exactly uh how it started or when it started or who started it, but uh uh there's it's been it's been um, recorded as early as the first century, as early as the first church. Uh, uh, the first century church were observing this this period, and initially it was only a few days. It was only a few days, and then it it expanded uh, as time progressed, expanded to forty days. And again, this forty days was symbolic of of Jesus being in the wilderness. Uh, you know, he uh, when you read in scripture where. Uh, I believe it's John chapter four and, and um, Luke chapter four, where um, Christ is tempted in the wilderness. Well, he goes into the wilderness to pray and fast for forty days. And if I have my scriptures wrong, y'all forgive me. I didn't have my coffee and I don't have my reference. In it. Y'all think I should know it, right? <laughs> hey, I charge it to my head, not my heart. Okay, don't be saying I'm, I don't know scriptures. You know, just have a short-term selective memory moment. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I digress. Okay, so uh, it was it, it was to observe symbolically observe his forty days of fasting, and and it's an interesting thing because you know we're 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 not on the level of Christ, but to you know we we do so. We give up something to to say that we're uh, attempting to be Christ-like. So, as the forty, uh, you know, that's where the forty days come in. And um, at one time, it was observed on Sunday, um, and uh, but it, that changed again as as time went on because uh, it was observed, it was observed differently uh, in different locations of the world. You know, in different locations where churches were located different area where churches were located, uh, they observed this differently. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really as, as uh, it, there was no strict adherence. Uh, uh, now, one time it was just one week. Uh, then it expanded to uh, the 40 days that we have now. And um, depending on where they were, churches in the east, that you know, they only fasted maybe one week or weekdays and churches in the west, and I'm talking in the Roman Empire in in the first six or seven centuries of the Roman Empire after the church started. So we're talking from uh, around 100 A.D. to around 600, 700 A.D. that this 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 uh, observance becomes more um, uh, more of a part of the Christian calendar, and, and more churches observe it. And, you know, they practice it in different ways. But around uh, 600, somewhere in there. Uh, it began on the 40th Sunday after uh, 40th Sunday after uh, an, uh, Advent or after Christmas. That's pretty much when it would begin. But uh, Pope Gregory Great, uh, one of the most uh, revered uh, Catholic popes of the medieval period, he uh, he is the one who is. Uh, Recognized as putting it into the contract, uh, to the uh, the way we observe it today. The way he did it was he moved it to a Wednesday because it was the middle of the week and everyone could agree on that time. Um, and not only did he move it to a Wednesday, but um, he also began a practice of the ash on the foreheads and what it was, what it was happening basically he would when the when the believers would come to the church uh they would come to the church and and he he trained the priests to put the ashes on their on their heads again as a symbol of repentance 
uh, and as a symbol of mortality. And go back to the uh, again to the to the Old Testament when people were called to repent. You will read where they were put on sackcloth and the ashes. They would cover themselves on sackcloth and ashes. So the ashes on the forehead will be a symbol of repentance. It will be a symbol of penitence. And was also a symbol of the individual's mortality, uh, that we came from the dust, and from dust we will go back. You know, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, that's that's the that's the thing. And and so it, it's still observed that way today, um, and, and it's not as, as restrict. It's not as uh, restrictive as it once was. Uh, I was reading in, in uh, Christian History magazine, and I advise you guys to go there. You can go to Christianity Today and to find that that magazine, and you 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 learn so much about church history. You should go there, check it out. ChristianityToday.com. You can get there, and, you know, uh, ChristianHistory.com. You'll find out so much about uh, church history. Those of you who want to learn more about church history, you'll be able to do that. Uh, but anyway, so um, uh, it was it was pretty strict, you know. It was as as, as when Pope uh, Gregory the Great instituted it. Uh, there were so many restrictions, you know. It was a serious fast, just as Christ fast. It was a serious fast. Uh, it has now um, regressed just a bit, except in the Eastern Church. Uh, um, the Eastern, the Eastern Orthodox Church, the Greek Church, uh, the Coptic Church in Africa, Ethiopia, and those areas, they're still fairly strict. They still uh, uh, adhere to um, strict eating standards, you know, you, you, no meats, um, restricted time, and you don't eat in the evenings. It's similar to a Ramadan fast that the Muslims do in, in Eastern Christianity. Uh, uh, but in 1966 with Vatican II, uh, the Roman Catholic Church lifted some of the restrictions. So uh, they only mandated that you fast on today, which is Ash Wednesday, and Good Friday. So, uh, But most practicing Catholics still uh, refrain from eating uh, red meats, chicken, things of that nature, and they will eat fish. And what I loved, what I loved about it is that this is the time of year you can go to any restaurant, fast food, non-fast food, and fish was guaranteed to be on the menu. You could get it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't special per se, but it was always available. That's one of those things. But, uh, it, 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 you know, a lot of people are, are moving into, are learning about it and moving into it, and they're starting to starting to practice it. And they're practicing in some strange ways. Some people are giving up things like television, uh, video games. I have a friend who's giving up cigarettes. I have another friend. Uh, a lot of people are giving up some things, you know, Cokes, you know, sodas, liquor, and things like that. Uh, and um, that's that's good. That's good, you know. That's a that's a wonderful way of observing. I'm me, I'm not I'm not giving up anything particular. Uh I am I'm using this season to be more introspective and um self examining. Matter of fact, and again, as I stated earlier and I kinda of got off track, that's what the season is all about. That's what this up the Lenten observance is all about. It should be about uh penitence, self examination, looking into yourself and asking what can you do to um, what can what can you do to uh, draw closer to God, draw closer to Yahweh, draw closer to Him, and He will draw closer to you. Uh, that's what the season should be about. Now, some people are doing a Daniel fast. Some people are doing uh, a regular fast. It doesn't matter what kind of fast you do, just as long as you find time to give yourself away. That's the song. Give yourself away to God. You know, for a few moments of a day few days out of a week, you know, a few weeks out of the month, how do you choose to do it? Just set that time aside for God and, and allow him to minister to you, and you minister to him and draw closer to him. Uh, I, I, you know, I hope I didn't ramble too much about that. I, I'm excited about it. You know, I always, uh, I also enjoy uh, this season because I, I learned more, I learned more about myself in, in retrospect. Uh, I definitely learned more about God 
but you know, however you choose to do, Lenten season is is a good is a good season. You got your partying out the way, and, and it's a challenge, but you know, the challenge is worth it. Look, we're gonna take a quick break, and then on the side of the break, we will have Henry DeGasso with us, and she's going to be talking. She's author. And uh, because she'll be talking with us. We'll be back right after this break. It's halftime. Both teams are in their locker room discussing what they can do to win this game in the second half. It's halftime in America, too. People are out of work and they're hurting. And they're all wondering what they're going to do to make a comeback. And we're all scared because this isn't the game. The people of Detroit know a little something about this. They almost lost everything. But we all pulled together. Now Motor City is fighting again. I've seen a lot of tough eras, a lot of downturns in my life, times when we didn't understand each other. It seems that we've lost our heart at times. The fog of division, discord, and blame made it hard to see what lies ahead. But after those trials, we all rallied around what was right and acted as one. we do. We find a way through tough times, and if we can't find a way, then we'll make one. All that matters now is what's ahead. How do we come from behind? How do we come together? And how do we win? Detroit's showing us it can be done. And what's true about them is true about all of us. This country can't be knocked out with one punch. We get right back up again, and when we do, the world's going to hear the roar of our engines. Yeah, it's halftime America, and our second half's about to begin. When mucus piles up in your chest, the congestion can get in the way of your day. Maximum Strength Mucinex breaks up the mucus that causes chest congestion. And only Mucinex is a bilayered tablet. One side goes to work fast, the other is long-lasting. Uh-oh. <coughs> what about my condolence? Mucinex is fast-acting and provides long-lasting 12-hour relief. 12 hours? Mucinex in, mucus out. kinds of savings. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. Those of you who've listened to my show uh, realize that uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, my computer crashed on me, and I had lost just, I thought I lost just about everything on my computer, all my important files and documents. But then I remembered that I had security. I had my files backed up automatically by Carbonite.com. Now, here's the good thing about Carbonite.com. They have the same encrypted technology that is used uh, for security, uh, e-commerce, transactions, all that stuff. They got it, right? And then they house it in state-of-art data centers that's guarded 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I wasn't worried because I knew my files were automatically backed up. And here's the good thing. I, I didn't have to worry about retrieving them either because I could access my files from any computer anywhere in the world. So if, if, if you, you feel like you're going to lose your stuff, 
I recommend Carbonite.com because that's the place to go. You don't have to worry about the cost either because they have a price for every budget you can imagine. Not only that, but if you go to their site today, you could get a 15-day free trial right now if you go in today. That's Carbonite.com for all your online backing needs. All they do is back up your files online. They don't do anything else. You can be guaranteed that all of your important documents, everything that you love on your computer will be safe and secure. Check them out today at Carbonite.com for your online backup. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday, and I'm excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it because I have a very special guest on with me uh, for this last segment of the show, a very uh, gracious young lady. Uh, God has shown favor on her and allowed her to do some great things in just a short amount of time, and we're glad to have with us uh, Memory Begessa. Uh, She's on the line with us, and... She's going to be our special guest today, and we're going to be talking about uh, her book and her. She has several books. This is it's an exciting young lady, and uh, I'm just excited to have her on the phone here. Hello, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for the great introduction, and I'm excited to be part of the show today. Well, I'm glad that you're on here. I wanted to make sure I got your last name right. Say it, say it for me. I want to make sure. How do you say last you name again? You did good. You did good, Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> uh, now I don't feel so bad. No. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on the show, and uh, for my for my listeners, um, uh, she's an author. She's uh, born again afresh. Is one of her is a current book out, but she has several. She's going to be talking about, and uh, we got a lot that uh, we're going to share with her. Uh, she's going to share with us today about getting our our, our faith back on track, uh, walking with God, and having being born afresh. And so, uh, <clears throat> glad to have you. Memory for my audience. Um, not familiar with you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your background, your testimony, and uh, uh, yourself? Oh, no, sure. I don't mind. I was born and raised in the church. Um, I was about 12, 13 when I gave myself to Christ, but at that point in time, I wasn't really sure what that all entailed. So it became a part of a time in my life where I transitioned into high school and I lost the focus on God. I got mixed up with the wrong crowd and I was in the world. And um, up to about the age when I was 24 going on 25, and I'd hit, I want to say I'd hit my Christian, my life rock bottom, I should say, and at that point in time, it was a devastating time in my life, and I just knew there was one place of refuge, and that was the house of the Lord. And I know God had been waiting for me to surrender my life to him, and when all started happening, he started to use me in unbelievable ways. And right, and this is when the gift of writing came about, and what I enjoyed most was listening to you talking about Lent. It is very important for us to sacrifice ourselves before the Lord. And like you mentioned, everybody is doing a little bit different, this and that. But the art of sacrifice bears great fruit for Christians, and it's because of my testimony when I was in consecration for 40 days and just seeking the Lord. At that time, I was seeking the Lord for healing. And God revealed to me that I needed to write books. And at that point in time, I had never thought about writing any books. I had I didn't have that thought at all until that day when I was in prayer and during the period of consecration. And instantly I thought it was the enemy. So I started to rebuke his thoughts because I'm like, I'm trying to pray here for my healing and everybody else. But the thought kept coming. And then I agreed to the Lord, and I said, okay, God, 
this sounds like you. Uh, you want me to write? We'll write together because I knew that I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And so after that, it was a peace, and I started the journey with the Lord then. But I did not initially start. I was a Jonah. I ran from the calling because I was scared. I said, I don't have anything to write. What does he mean, write? Well, you know, so I started to open other things that I like, passions. I love to cook, so I thought I could open a catering company. That did not go far, and I like making baskets. I thought I could make a custom basket-making company, and that frustrated me. And so eventually I had to sit down and say, God, you win. Let's go the writing route. So from that day forth in October 2009, I sat on the computer, and the Holy Spirit just let it. I mean, it's as if... It was so instant, and from that moment on, I have been writing and just been blessed to have God on my team throughout the whole writing, and that is my testimony. Awesome. That, that, that's a powerful testimony. Uh, yes. Now, you're a native. You're a native of Zimbabwe. Uh, how, yes. did, how did that play? How, when you came to the States, you came from Zimbabwe, came to the States, how did that affect your, your spiritual growth and development, moving from one uh, culture to a, to another culture? Can you share with Ben and how that may have impacted your life spiritually and uh, led you to your current ministry? Yes, um, it definitely it was. A lot, there was definitely a lot of culture shock when I moved out to America when I was 16, my family and I. And at a time and point, I was drifting away from my Christianity back home, but was still a little grounded, but when we landed here in America, one of the few words my mother said was, here in America, you can actually have a job and go to high school. So I got excited because I love shopping. And so when I started this <laughs> restaurant job, <laughs> when I started this restaurant job and going to school, my weekends were taken up. My Sundays were taken up. So I was I was pulling back slowly but surely from my Christianity, and that's one of the things that did trigger my ultimate backsliding. Yes. Okay. But that, yeah. Okay, that, that's a powerful testimony, and, you know, I, I can identify that. I've been preaching since I was 12, and, you know, I had to do, uh, you know, I, like you, I, of course, I was raised up in the church, but, you know, and being a preacher at 12 and going through junior high, high school and college and all of that, it, I, I definitely understand uh, and can relate with you about the, that challenge of, you know, I didn't have a job. I just preached all the time. <laughs> but even in doing that, but but even in doing that, there was that tugging, uh, uh, drawing away from uh, the, the faith that I was experiencing. Yeah. And I, I was pretty stable. Uh, the Lord had me. With, surrounded by great people, great family that uh, provided that support. But once I left college, you know, especially after I placed a fraternity in college, that was the end of it for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, it's good to see that you have a, a ministry that's, that's touching. Now, you have an organization, uh, uh, two organizations, that both 501c3s, that uh, you were a part of, Chicana Glory and uh, MIEE, uh, what is Motivate, Inspire, Empower Each Other. Tell us a little bit about that and what uh, what do you do through that, through those organizations? Okay. Chicana okay. Glory, Inc. was founded in 2009. My mother and I came together, and the greatest aspect between my mother and I, our relationship, is also that the spirit always works works us together in unity. At the time, I was looking to developing a nonprofit organization, and she had the same vision, so we thought it would be convenient if we could have one together. So in 2009, uh, Shekinah Glory, Inc. was born, and our organization is a mission-based, mission-slash-faith-based organization. And some of my writing proceeds do go to that nonprofit organization. We do have several several programs that we're working with, and right now the foundation is establishing churches in third world countries in areas where they do not have any church buildings, and we've just completed a building in Kenya in a rural community, so that's the first kind of glory, Inc. church that we're proud of, and we also do 
send out Christian literature, use Bibles, any Christian material. So right now those are the few programs we're working with as a young organization that's growing, but we are excited that God is going to bless us abundantly and get more help, and we're going to eventually be global. And for the... I'm sorry, and for the motivate and excuse me, motivate, inspire, empower each other. That trademark was a vision from God, and I take the scripture where two are better than one. And when God laid it on my heart, because even though I found my style of writing that God had bestowed upon me was inspirational, motivational, but truth be told, who's to inspire me, who's to motivate me. Yes, true, we are our own best motivators and, you know, but sometimes we also like to hear some words of inspiration and motivation. So we came up with this trademark that as Christians it's crucial that we all encourage each other. We all motivate each other. And so it's at its ground right now, but it's taken off for the best with the accessory line that we're very proud of. Awesome. For those of you who are joining us uh, on the show, we're talking with uh, Memory Bengessa. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. And uh, we've been talking about, uh, actually just learning a little bit about her <laughs> and her, her, her organization, uh, uh, Shekinah Glory, and um, uh, uh, what uh, the other one, uh, Motivate, inspire, empower each other, and um, she's a she's. I, I mean, I'm just glad to have you on. You you're such a, a wonderful person, and, and God has blessed you to do so much. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little more about your book here. And I finally was able to pull it up. <laughs> I finally was able to pull it up, and we'll have some talking points I want to get to from the book. So uh, we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back after this. season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. So then I said, Mr. Prime Minister, I'm flattered that you love chocolate, but I'm here strictly in a professional. What's wrong with him? He thinks you're naked. My shell is brown. It just looks like my milk chocolate is showing. Only a fool would think I'd actually show up naked. So it's that kind of party. Hit it! I'm sexy and I know it. Hey. How much money do you need to make each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen, who needs to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday, and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. 
After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six-figure income, and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit Incomeathome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. Welcome back to Zero Today. I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and I have joining me uh, this day uh, Miss Memory Bengasa. She's an author, Christian author, motivator, motivational speaker, uh, and entrepreneur. And we're glad to have you here, Chris, uh, Ms. Uh, Memory. Still on? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, sometimes I get a little lost. you got to excuse me. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> and at last break, uh, last segment, we talked a little bit about you, your background, and your organization's uh, Shekinah Glory, and um, motivating, empowering. Uh, uh, excuse me, getting a little lost. And motivating, inspire, motivate, inspire. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> yes, yes, you know what it is. Yes. I get it right eventually. So, but, but. But you're also the author of a book. Uh, the, the book that you're author of is called uh, "Born Again Afresh," and yeah. and we, I want to talk about I want to talk a little bit about this book because as I was reading through it, I, not only was I really found it very interesting. Uh, you got some sound, you know, you're presenting uh, the the faith in, in a great way, uh, easy to an applicable way, a way people can understand and and one everyone should be able to relate to. And there are a couple of things that I just, uh, a couple of chapters in the book that just really got my attention. Um, so I really want to talk about uh, two chapters in particular, chapter six okay. and um, chapter six and chapter seven. Um, okay. And yeah, all of them are pretty good, but uh, yeah. chapter six and chapter seven really caught my my attention uh, because chapter six you talk about owning your Christianity. Um, yeah. Uh, only your Christianity, and in Chapter Seven, you talk about uh, the pros and cons, pros and cons yes. of owning your Christianity. So uh, let's yes. talk about what do you mean by uh, for our listeners help us to help them understand what do you mean by owning your Christianity? How struggling Definitely. Christians can get back on track? Yes, um, owning your Christianity in this defi- in the definition in this book is to take full responsibility to your commitment and your walk with Christ, to have a personal relationship. And like what I like to say is not to have a me, pastor, and everybody in the church relationship with God, but is to have a self-personal relationship with God so that that way you and God understand each other. That's Mm. a definition for owning Christianity. Uh, and that is uh, that is what his faith is about. It's not a it's not about religion alone. It's about it's about a relationship. And, and yes. so in yeah, in owning that in owning that you you talk about um, uh, um, spiritual intimacy um, mm-hmm. and and and, and uh, quality time with God. So so how yes. can a person how can a person develop? This is the seasonal Lent, and as I said before, yes. uh, I teach. I teach when I teach Lent about the season. It's all about self-examination and and uh, creating a, a new rela- uh or building a new a uh, new or uh, better relationship uh, yes. with with the Father, with Christ. Uh, so, yes. talk about that spiritual intimacy and that God time, that quality time, and uh, getting in the Word and all of that. Yes, in a society where 
everybody is quote unquote busy, I find it necessary. And I used to be one of those people too that I was just busy. If anybody asked me what I was doing, I just felt like I was busy. I had no specific um, explanation. And so in such a society where we tend to be busy, I really found it through the Holy Spirit to call an urgency on creating time for God. Spiritual intimacy is being missed. This is the point where you get to know God on a higher level and And this is where you get to hear from God. And I've always told people that, yes, we always say we don't have the time, but there's one thing that we can guarantee is that we can create the time. So ever since I found out that I could create time for certain things, it has worked out better than saying I don't have the time for that. I don't have the time to read 30 minutes of my Bible before I go to sleep. I don't. Have, so now we just all we just have to create time to spend time with God. Unfortunately, we have to take it that far where God doesn't have to create time. He's there for us, but we're going to get there as Christians where our time is just for God. But in this society where we're busy, I advise people to create time, get to know God, Stay in the word, read the word, keep it on you. I always say you can always, they have Bibles in all shapes and sizes. The Bibles come on the phone, but it is always important to understand that, to get closer and nearer to God. We have to, have to give him time. So that's where that also comes from. Okay, and, and, and you, 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 you also talk about being uh, communicating confident but let's get to these pros and cons. <laughs> the pros and cons of owning uh, owning your Christianity. Now you have uh, you have one page uh, a page in here that really just jumped out on me. Um, uh, well, actually two. Um, you talk about church hopping, and you talk about uh, the wilderness. And in my opening segment, I talked about uh, the Lenten season, the forty days uh, being symbolic the 40 days of sacrifice during the Lenten season being symbolic of the 40 days of fasting that Christ did uh, in the wilderness. So, I mean, help me, help myself and my listeners understand the, the con of church hopping and the con uh, and, and, the, and the wilderness syndrome that you, you talk about in, in your book. Sure. The, we have a tragedy that's going on in our nation today, which when I researched this, we were at a 20%, but today we're actually at a less than 20% people go to church during the weekend. So we, I wondered what's happening with the 80% of Americans. Well, exit interviews conducted through research and statistics have proven that people have felt disillusioned by the church or members in the church, have been hurt in the church, or which they've just been rubbed the wrong way. And um, that is also one of the reasons for owning a Christianity taking full responsibility and having a personal relationship with God so that you you don't feel offended in the church. And what also comes with that study, we have people that don't necessarily, we all do it innocently for the most part, but the church hopping syndrome can seem harmless, but it, it is very, very harmful because the importance, the importance of worshiping with the saints is that we're always in the cover. The church, to me, always signifies the cover. So when we have people that hop from church to church to church and never are never are a member of a specific church, that leaves a gate open for the enemy to come in because they – I believe in religious confusion, and the enemy is all about oh. confusion, and that is why it is so important to understand the purpose of membership. And I say, okay, you know, you move to town, you're new in town, you want to visit a couple of churches, that's fine, but you cannot spend the rest of five years, ten years visiting different churches because we are to belong to a body, and that body is in the church. In the under the cover, so that is the church hopping syndrome. Where I just address some of the common common mistakes that we do innocently make that can actually affect us 
for the worse. And the wilderness syndrome, I had to use this analogy. As we know, the children of Israel were in the wilderness, and sometimes we come to this point where we become comfortable in our Christianity and sometimes even complacent. So this is just helping people to understand that this journey that we have is not a comfortable journey, but we're on our way. We are on our way in, in our journey, and that the that the, that slavery mentality when the children of Israel were freed. The reason I believe they were in the wilderness is because of their thinking ability. They're still in bondage in their mind. And sometimes as Christians, if we don't own our own Christianity and understand that we can communicate with God, we can so often find ourselves in those areas where we're stuck in the Christian caption with no growth. And um, hence sometimes the blessing seed. So it's really an encouragement for Christians to keep wanting more from God and expecting more from God because God has got a lot for us. You you, you break a very good point here. I, I think uh, in in the the world today it's a post postmodern world, and you know I I, I liken it to a fast food restaurant like Burger King where people think they can have church uh, the way they want it. You know, pick and choose. Well, I like this preacher, uh, and, and you know, part of part of it, uh, the media contributed part of it. You know, we get on the radio, we get on the television as pastors and preachers, and you know, we it's not a bad thing, but we become personalities. You know, in those exactly. moments of time, you know, we become many celebrities in those thirty minutes or an hour that we're on radio mm-hmm. or, bro- or broadcasting on television, and so those people get those nuggets, and they're like, well, I like this preacher. And I've been there myself, you know. <laughs> I like this preacher, so I'm going to listen to this preacher. And my pastor doesn't say what this preacher says, so I'm gonna, I'm not going to listen to my pastor. Or, well, uh, for example, T.D. Jakes, you know, everybody, uh, a lot of people really admire him. And, and mm-hmm. so people will, people will use him as their surrogate pastor, you know. Well, mm-hmm. I go to mm-hmm. church. But my pastor really isn't my pastor. Jake's is my pastor, or he's mm-hmm. my spiritual father, or you know things of that nature. Uh, mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, uh, that we have succumbed to that mentality, and and the local church is suffering. Uh, particularly, I, and I identify because you know I'm a mainline, I'm part of a mainline mm-hmm. denomination in Methodism. We're shrinking because mm-hmm. people are leaving. They're leaving. Uh, our kinds of churches to go to non-denominational churches, independent churches, which is nothing wrong with that because there are there mm-hmm. are great churches out there. Uh, but you know, but you know, they just leave church to go to another church when they find when they think they find something better. And, mm-hmm. and it's about sacrifice. We're going to take a quick break, and we have about four okay. uh, four more minutes. And on the side of this break, uh, I want you to tell us a bit more about. Uh, your your ministry and what you plan to do, and we'll close out the show. Is that all right? All right. Thank you. Okay. Be right back after this. All right. push muddy water around. Swiffer WetJet's new upgraded solution helps prevent streaks and residue to reveal more shine than a mop or your money back. You're a fresh Swiffer snapper. With the Name Your Price tool, you tell us what you want to pay and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for like small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh. Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. Call or click today. This is how we do it. This is Steve. This is how we do it. La, 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 la. He did his taxes at Jackson Hewitt and just found out how much he'll be getting back this year. Boy, is he happy there in the neighborhood. 
Want to feel as excited as Steve at tax time? Jackson Hewitt's How You Do It. No one gets your money faster. We have refund anticipation loans, and you can pay nothing out of pocket. Welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I appreciate all you guys who are listening. We tried to get the chat room open, but we were having, I tell you, every week with me is something. If it ain't the connection, it's the chat room. It's one thing after another. I'm telling you, y'all, I'm going to get this thing right one of these days. <laughs> but listen, uh, I, I, I have on my line here uh, my guest, memory, but guess so she's been joining with us for the broadcast, and I kind of hate I should have scheduled a little bit more time so we could talk a little bit more about this. But uh, for my listeners, if you missed the, uh, the first two segments, always you can log on to uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can catch any archived show. Um, and you can catch the beginning of the show and download it. As, uh, you can go to the iTunes and download it so you can catch up the interview. But, uh, Ms. Memory, it has been yes. a pleasure having you on the show. Now, I, yes. before we get off the show, before we end it, um, uh, you yes. have your book, uh, Born Again Afresh, mm-hmm. um, yes. How Struggling Christians, uh, Struggling Christians Can Get Back on Track. Mm-hmm. But you also yes. have... You're you're just writing so much. You have several other books, but you also have a cookbook. Tell us a little bit about the cookbook, and then tell us uh, how we can get uh, in touch with you before we get off the air. Sure. Um, I do have a cookbook that um, just published, and as a matter of fact, my cookbook here in 2011 just won the Gorman, the International Gorman Award, and um, I give God all the honor to that and this cookbook is a hundred percent a fundraising book i get 50 percent to the non she kind of glory nonprofit organization and 50 percent goes out to the memory bengessa scholarship foundation as well and the cookbook you can find the link on my website which is www.authorforgod.com and also, I would love for us to follow each other. You can always find me on Twitter as well at Author for God at Twitter. And I'm also on Facebook. I love to hear a lot of encouraging words. And I'm on Facebook as Author for God at Facebook. And well, I you thank know, I'm you for this my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be my Facebook friend before we over. <laughs> I yes, my Google yes. I I forgot to add you to my Facebook page, <laughs> but that, uh, we're gonna get that taken care of. But yes. uh, it has been it has been a pleasure. Uh, your website is Author for God. That is that right? Uh, yes, authorforgod.com. Author for mm-hmm. And uh, that that's where they can get information about you, you, your books, yes. um, um, your all of that. And uh, you know, for a young for for a young lady, I I must admit, God's hand is on you, and I'm praying that God will continue to to bless you and, and increase you and and prosper you as as only He can. And uh, thank you, you're truly an inspiration to many people, including myself. And um, I'm I'm grateful to have you on there on here on the show, and maybe we'll have you on again as uh, oh, a new book yes. come out. Books come yes. out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And again, Thank everyone, you. everyone, we've been talking with Memory Mengesa uh, and sharing with her and her insight on her book. I encourage you to go to uh, her book, um, Born Again Afresh. It's available anywhere. You can order it uh Amazon. You can order it online. You can go- get it in Google Books, which I did. So uh, however you get it, be a blessing to her. And we want to thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you, Memory. We appreciate you being on here. 
Next week, we need you all to come back and join us. Next week, we'll be back here at the same time. Our guest will be Apostle Adrian Williams, and we'll be talking about uh, School of the Prophets and the ministry of Apostle or Prophets and all that. I'm looking forward to learning about this because it's still something very interesting to me. So tune in again next week on Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're looking forward to having you. But until then, stay blessed and highly favored. Thank you.